morning, everybody. Today is Monday, May 1st of 2023, and I have another powerful prophetic word to give to you today, and it's called, There is an End Coming. I heard this prophetic word actually on the stage on Friday night, April 21st uh, in Peoria, Illinois, during the Exodus event with Brother Timothy Dixon. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, I will hear and heal their land. There are many prayers that have gone out and I have heard every one. Yes, everyone. I have seen the affliction on my people. I have seen what they have done to you. And many of my children think I sit here on this throne. And I will not do anything about it. But I will tell you, I am the same God. I am the way. I am. And I've told you before that I am in the way. Your enemies could only have gone so far, but they can't go anymore. I hear my children. Yes, I do. I hear you in your bedrooms, and I hear you on your way to work. I hear you. I hear every prayer. I see every cry. And I hold your tears in the palm of my hand and my heart. I see you. I see the pain. I see the torment. But my children, I am love. And my love is enough. I'm answering your prayers. And I do hear you. Even though your enemies have tried to say over and over again that he's too far away. Or I've sinned too much. Or I'm unworthy. My children, that is one of the biggest lies out there in the world. Because my son made you worthy. My son sacrificed his own life. So you could have one. I've seen you suffer. But don't you remember that I am the great I am? Remind yourselves of my word. Remind yourselves of what I did. You came here for the exodus. And my children, there's one coming up. An end to an exodus. The great exodus. The one, the one I've been waiting for. My hand is moving. Yes, it is. And I am in control. And my children, what you see before you, it has no power to stand against me. Remember who I am. I avenge. I heal. I restore. I comfort. I am the rock that you need. No matter what it is, I am that I am. So I say to you, everything is going to be okay. Keep looking to me. 
Keep looking to me. Don't look to your enemy. Look to me. I will give you peace and I will give you joy. Yes. I will be that strength. When you feel weak, I am that joy in the midst of that sorrow. And I am the answer. Don't give up on me now. Don't give up on me now. Because I will prove to you and the world that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I'm still the God of miracles because I'm still the healer. I will take care of the enemies you see before you. They will all come down just like when you saw I took care of Pharaoh. So just hold on a little bit longer. That's all I ask. Because an alignment has already begun. An alignment of my head, which is my son. And my body. There's a great alignment taking place right now. And once that is complete, hold on. Because you haven't seen anything yet saith the Lord. Now, I'm going to go over a few scriptures that he has given me. One of my favorites, and I know I've given it out a lot, but one of my favorites that I used to read all the time, Psalm 34. Psalm 34 and verse 17. He said specifically in this prophetic word. That he hears our cries. And that's scriptural. Psalm 34 and verse 17. When the righteous cry out for help. The Lord hears and delivers them out of all their distress and their troubles. In verse 19, many evils confront the consistently righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And I cried when I heard this and I cried when I read it to you. And the reason is because you can feel the love of God in that word. Whenever he speaks, But also is I've noticed when I was hearing it and I was reading it, he's just asking us to trust him. It's like he's saying, is that too much to ask? He sent his son that he sacrificed for us. He died so we could live. He suffered the ultimate sacrifice. So now he's asking his children to trust him, to walk by faith and not by sight. He knows what we're going through. He knows what the enemy has done. He knows the enemy is trying to do. He sees what they've done. But do you know that he knows the end from the beginning? 
And then he saw this very day before the foundation of the world. Why do you think? No matter what happens, why do you think he says, hold on to me? He sees something that you don't see yet. He sees the end. Remember, he is the end to all of it. There's no enemy bigger than him. There's no plan that is bigger than our God. There is no one that can outsmart him. There is no one that is bigger. So then why do we give in to the five physical senses and it's so easy sometimes for us to just fall and believe a lie? What lie? That our enemies are going to stay in control? That our enemies somehow have the upper hand? That somehow God is not going to do anything about anything that we see? Why would he do that? And one of the last prophetic words it was last week. What kind of father am I, he said, that I would just sit back and watch my children suffer and not do anything about it? If you read it in his word, here, here's another one in Psalm 34. You can just read all of Psalm 34. It's a great chapter. Psalm 34. In verse 4, I sought and inquired of the Lord and required of him of necessity on the authority of his word. On the authority of his word. He says, use his word and use his authority. But he goes on to say, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. He heard. There's so many scriptures that it says he hears. Even in Exodus chapter 3. He saw the affliction. He heard the cries of his people. And he told him, not only do I hear, but I will come down. With an outstretched arm. And he did. We have to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Know the authority that we have. This is a time for the body of Christ to wake up. To get up. To stop being so offensive and stop being so divided. We have a common enemy. Let's focus on that. Don't focus on what de denomination that you come from. Don't focus. Well, we believe in this and you believe in that. Don't fall for that. That is a lie from the enemy to get the body of Christ weakened into submission to his people. We look like right now, the body of Christ kind of looks like a hot mess. Divided and angry at each other and calling each other out. But God, he said there's a great alignment with his head, which is Jesus, and the body, which is us. We have marching orders, decrees and declarations to call this in. And to believe that this is coming to pass.
more than we believe anything that the enemies can do against us. It looks like we're outnumbered. It looks like we have used up all of our resources. It looks like every door is slammed in our face. It looks like justice is not being served. It looks like the courts have failed. Everybody has failed. Us. And we're just here. Trying to survive another day. Trying to survive under a government that doesn't care about you. And would love to see every right and every freedom taken from you. It looks like we've been abandoned and forsaken and this country will just go down the toilet. Or just... It'll go down in ashes. There's nothing we can do about it. That's what it looks like, right? That's what your enemy wants you to believe. But it's not true. It's always the darkest before God does something. Always. Always. You look at 2 Chronicles 20. You read that. You read that they were outnumbered. But they prayed. They fasted. They believed God. They trusted in Him. And they praised Him. And in the midst of that praise... In the midst of that, they sat there and they dared to praise God. And when they praised him, their enemies fought each other. And they all died. And God's people didn't have to lift a finger in that fight because the battle was the Lord's. You see, David was against not only Goliath, but the army that was standing against Goliath behind him. But David didn't care. He ran toward. Joshua and Caleb were on a run right into the promised land to take out all those giants because they said we were more than able because they saw past their defeat. They saw past a lie. They believed God. Where are those Christians today that will just dare to believe God? Believe His Word, not a person. His Word over circumstance. His Word over what it looks like. His Word over what it feels like. His Word. That's what He needs. He needs a church that will stand up. Remember Gideon's army? There was, what, 30,000 and it ended up being 300? It wasn't the number that God needs. It's the faith in our, in our hearts, the trusting in Him. That's all He desires. That's it. we just trust him and love him and believe in his love for us more than we believe the hate and the enemies against us we win remember he's we're overcomers 
He told us that in his word. Here's another one. Psalm 59, verse 1. Deliver me from my enemies. Oh my God, defend and protect me from those who rise up against me. Then, I passed one. There's one in Psalm 40. I just want to give you a couple before I go back over the word. Psalm 40 and verse 1. I waited patiently and expectantly for the Lord. He climbed to me and heard my cry. Verse 2. He drew me out of a horrible pit. He could deliver you out of anything. What's so important about that is he hears and he sees. I just gave you the example of Exodus 3. Verse 7. Go read these scriptures. Then... um. Psalm 81. It's Psalm 81 and verse 6. Or Psalm 81 and verse 7. Excuse me. You called in distress and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder, and I tested you at waters of uh, Meribah. In verse 8, Hear, O my people, and I will admonish you, O Israel, if you would listen to me. Verse 13 and 14 says, O that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. Verse 14, Speedily, then I would subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their avengers. He's asking us, if my people would just hear me and listen. He hears and listens. Now it's our turn to hear and listen to the word of God. And trust and believe in him. And once we do that, he will speedily. And I will subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Read a couple more. Psalm 118. In verse 5, out of my distress, I called upon the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free in a large place. So again, the Lord heard and he did something about it. Then, uh, Psalm, or sorry, yeah, Psalm 120. Psalm 120. In verse 1, in my distress, I cried to the Lord, and he answered me. Luke 18. Again, once you get these scriptures down in your heart, you won't see the things in the way that you see them now. Psalm, eight, or sorry, Luke 18 and 7. And will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect, his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he defer them and delay help on their behalf? Verse 8, I will tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the Son of Man comes, 
we find persistence and faith on earth. Why does he have to ask, will he find persistence and faith? Because our faith will be tested. The enemy right now is in an all-out war to get you to give up, to give in, to quit, to wave your white flag, to say that I can't do this anymore, to put more pressure on you that you think that you can't stand up and you're not strong enough to defend, not strong enough to stand another day. That's a lie. Because with God's strength, we can do all things. If we see it the way he sees it, the way our Heavenly Father sees it, then we won't be so discouraged anymore. Now, I want to read this again. This is the last paragraph. This is in bold. I will take care of the enemies you see before you. There are so many scriptures that talk about that in the word. Even in Exodus, I'll read this really quick. Exodus chapter 15. I was reading this this morning. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 6. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. God's hand does shatter the enemy. In verse 7. In the greatness of your majesty, your overthrow, your rising against you, you send forth your fury, and it consumes them like a stubble. Verse 8. With the blast of your nostrils, the water piled up, the flood stood fixed in a heap, and deep congealed in the heart of the sea. Verse 9. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword and my hand shall destroy them. Verse 10. You, Lord, blew your wind. The sea covered them. Clad in mail, they sank as lead in the mighty waters. Verse 11, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, doing wonders? Verse 12, you stretched out your right hand. The earth's sea swallowed them. You and, Verse 13, you and your mercy and loving kindness have led forth the people whom you have re redeemed. You have guided them in your strength. To your holy habitation. Verse 14. The people have heard of it. They tremble. Pangs have taken hold on the inhabitants of the Philistinia. And it goes on. What's it talking about? That not only did God see, God heard, his right hand moved, and he shattered the enemy. He is that same God. He hears, he delivers, and he will shatter the enemy. He's giving them time to repent so he doesn't have to do that. He loves the sinner, hates the sin, remember? He gives us time to repent, but he also does give them time too. We're so quick to want this to happen. But God loves people. He may not love what they're doing, but he loves them. Jesus died for them too, whether they accept it or not.
I will take care of your enemies you see before you. And bold. They will all come down just like when you saw I took care of Pharaoh. You see that in Exodus 14. So just hold on a little bit longer. Listen to this. That's all I ask. Because an alignment has already begun. An alignment of my head, which is my son and my body. There's a great alignment taking place right now. And once that is complete, hold on. Because you haven't seen anything yet. Say it to the Lord. We haven't seen anything yet compared to what he's going to do. Now, up here says, so I say to you, everything is going to be okay. Keep looking to me. Keep looking to me. He says it twice. Don't look to your enemy. Look to me. That's the third time. I will give you peace and I will give you joy. Yes, I will be that strength when you feel weak. I am that joy in the midst of that sorrow. I am that answer. I am the answer. And that's in uh, cap locks. Don't give up on me now. Don't give up on me now. Because I will prove to you that the world, that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am still the God of miracles because I am still the healer. People don't think that way of him anymore. Because religion will say that's not who he is. It's not something he just does. That's who he is. He is the healer. But religion has talked people out of it. Jesus shed his blood and sacrificed for our healing. And then religion will tell you. It's not for today. You see how evil religion can be? Now, this paragraph, he was talking to the people in the Exodus that went there uh, in Peoria. He says, you came for the Exodus. My children, there is one coming up. An end to an Exodus, the great Exodus. The one that I have been waiting for. My hand is moving. Yes, it is. I am in control. My children, what you see before you is has no power to stand against me. Remember who I am. I avenge. I heal. I restore. I comfort. I am the rock that you need. No matter what it is. I am that I am. What does he mean that there's an end? The exodus is almost over. We're going to see a great and mighty, miraculous, powerful moves of God. We're going to see the end to all this darkness. And the glory of God will come and the revival to bring more people into the kingdom of God. Will it last long? I don't know how many years it's going to last. I don't know. But all I know is this, this is what we have to look forward to. Now, I have seen you suffer, but don't you remember that I am the great I am? Remind yourselves of my word. Remind yourselves of what I did. He's saying, he's seeing you suffer. But remind yourselves of his word and what he did. Remind yourself that Jesus suffered for you so you don't have to suffer anymore. And hold on to that. This is also in bold. I'm answering your prayers and I do hear you. People don't think that God hears them. Remember, if he's the one on the inside of you, he hears. 
Everything. Even though your enemies have tried to say over and over again that he's too far away or I've said too much or I'm unworthy. My children, that is one of the biggest lies out there in the world because my son made you worthy. My son sacrificed his life so you could have one. We have been made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Yes, that's in the word. We've been made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. It's in Romans. I hear my children. Yes, I do. I hear you in, in, in your bedrooms. And I hear you on your way to work. I hear you. I keep saying it. I hear every prayer. I see every cry. And I hold your tears in the palm of my hand and, and my heart. We are his heart. That's how much he loves his children. I see you. I see the pain. I see the torment. But my children, I am love. And my love is enough. His love is enough for us. Now, this is the first paragraph. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, I will hear and heal your land. Go read uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. Go read that. There are many prayers that have gone out, and I have heard every one. That's also a bold. There are many prayers that have gone out, and I've heard every one. Yes, every one. I have seen the affliction of my people. I have seen what they have done to you. Who? The enemies. And many of my children think I sit here on this throne, and I will not do anything about it. But I will tell you, I am the same God. I am the way. I am. And I have told you before that I am in the way. Your enemies could only have gone so far, but they can't go anymore. What is this talking about? He hears all of our cries. And he has an answer for every one. The prayers that we prayed. Because he is the answer. He's asking us to trust him. He's asking us not to give up. He's asking us not to give in. He's asking us not to quit. He's asking us to focus on him. And receive what Jesus has already done. Jesus has already brought our enemies to nothing. And if we truly believe that, as in Hebrews 2 and 14, and in Colossians 2 and 15, he's disarmed them. If we truly believe that, we wouldn't fear. If we truly believe that, we wouldn't be moved. If we truly believe that, we would not give up or give in. Don't give in to those lies of Satan today. Don't give in to that lie that you're not enough. He made you enough because he's on the inside of you. You're not worthy. He's made you righteous. Not because of anything you've done. Just because you have trusted him and asked for his son to be your Lord and Savior. When will God's people... Trust him. Not their circumstances. 
definitely not the news. Or is this government that thinks they're in control? And they're not. God is the ultimate judge. He's the one in control. Was it too much to ask for us to just say, I trust you? I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm just going to be moved by your word, God. Don't you think that he deserves that? Don't you think that it'd be awesome if the church would just get along? Can't we all just get along? I laugh at it, but it's true. It saddens the heart of the father that his children are not together, not one. But we are coming into that point. So let's pray. Let's pray regarding the body of Christ to wake up, to stand up, to get up. Let's pray together. And touch the heart of the Father. Heavenly Father, right now in Jesus' name, we lift up your body to you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your patience, your long-suffering. And we thank you for forgiveness. We thank you, Father God, that you have a plan. And your plan destroys the enemy. We thank you for this great alignment that your body is coming together in alignment with the head, which is your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father God, we thank you and we praise you that our enemy is nothing against you. And because you live on the inside of us, he is nothing against us either. I thank you, Father God, right now that we command and decree by the blood of Jesus and by the authority of that name. We rebuke this division. We rebuke all of these lies. We rebuke every assignment against the body of Christ. And we call in the body of Christ to be united and one. And we thank you, Father God, that there is no devil in hell that will stop this church from being the church that hell will not prevail against. Because that is what you've called us to do. And so we stand here this day and we trust you and we believe you and we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for sending Jesus to be the ultimate sacrifice To destroy the power of the curse. Destroy the power of sin over us. So we can live with you for all eternity. We thank you, Father God. 
for what you're doing. We thank you for your plans and we thank you for your strength. And we thank you for the blood covenant that we have with you. We thank you that you are still the most high God. That you are moving your hand to place judgment on our enemies and place blessing on us, Father God. If they won't repent. And we thank you that you are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. And we thank you that you are in the way between us and our enemy. We thank you for saving this nation. We thank you for rising up this body of Christ. And we thank you, Father God, for bringing in the greatest harvest of souls with the greatest glory and revival the world has ever seen. And we thank you that you've handpicked each and every one of us. We thank you, for, Father God, for it so much. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Isn't that better? I'm crying because of love of God. Not because of fear or worry or whatever. I'm crying because of the love of God that he has for you. He is the way. And he hears and he sees every time you cry. And every tear he holds and he knows every hair on the top of your head. That's how special you are to God. Don't believe a lie that you're anything less. He sees through all those mistakes all those failures, all that sin, and he sees you through the eyes of Christ, through what Jesus has done for you. So get up. Don't give in to defeat. Don't give in to that failure. Don't give in to that lie. But suicide is your only option to get out. Trust me, it's not. I'm here. Because he brought me out of the situation that you're in right now. The Lord's talking to somebody. Not today. Give him a chance. Give God a chance to show you how important you are to him. He loves you. Don't give in. Don't let Satan win. God's got you. And he's going to bring you out of that situation that you're facing that you don't think you can get out of and you don't think you can face anymore or deal with it. He will bring you out. And that is coming. Just hold on. You'd be surprised how fast he can get you out of everything you see right now. I know from experience, <laughs> he won't fail you. Well, that is all for today. So I hope this encouraged you. And don't forget, tomorrow, I will not have a morning video, but I will be on with Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer at 11 o'clock. And I will be on again at 1.30 with Clay Clark right here on this channel. Hope this encouraged you today. Please like, subscribe, and share. 
and give this to everyone you know who needs to hear an encouraging word who needs to hear the truth because the truth will set you free god loves you i love you god bless you and have a wonderful day <music>